Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast with your hosts, physical therapists, Dr. Michael Gorman and Dr. Lauren Bennett. This podcast will discuss a variety of health-related topics focused on educating the aging adult, allowing for an active lifestyle no matter the age. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Bennett, and I'm a physical therapist from St. Louis, Missouri. And we have a couple special announcements to make today, as well as a special guest that I will introduce in just a minute. Um, But today's another milestone for us. Today's episode number 40 of our Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. And As always, we appreciate every single listener, every single like and share you guys give us. So we hope to keep this going. But secondly, we are going to start releasing our episodes every other Wednesday. As my co-host, Dr. Gorman, and I have been really busy in patient care, We it's just been really hard to keep up with. So if you can keep listening, but we will be releasing these episodes every other Wednesday instead of every week. Um, So let's get to it. So this is Dr. Vanessa Camp that I have with me today, and she's also a physical therapist on the iMove PT team, and we are so happy and thankful to have her with us today to talk about our topic, which is how to breathe properly. So welcome, Dr. Camp. We appreciate you being here with us today. Thanks for having me, Lauren. Of course. So tell us a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind, before we get into our topic. Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Vanessa Camp. I am a physical therapist. I've been a PT for nine years um, and I have um, a background and I've, I've worked in inpatient rehab setting. Um, I'm currently in the outpatient setting um, and also for iMove PT, I do marketing. So um, I'm have some experience in you know, all different settings and uh, most recently I've been dabbling in the marketing world. So it's been great. Awesome. Well, thank you. So again, thanks for being with us today. Our topic is how to breathe properly. So I know Dr. Camp has, she has a lot of knowledge about this. So we are ready to, to go on about this a lot of different aspects. We could take this. Um, but first and foremost, did you know that we all take an average of 25,000 breaths a day, but about 80% of us are doing this wrong. So we have Dr. Camp today to tell us like, what is breathing? How should we do it? Why do we do it? So go ahead and take it from here. Yeah. So, um, you know, simply, you know, what is breathing? Breathing is the process of inhaling and exhaling. So we are inhaling oxygen and we are exhaling carbon dioxide. So it sounds really simple. But like Lauren said, you know, most of us are doing it incorrectly. We're not doing it efficiently like we should. Um, I know a lot of times when I educate my patients on this, they look at me like I'm crazy, like what? I'm breathing wrong. But it's like, yeah, it's like we're not, you know, we're not utilizing our muscles correctly. Um, so when you think about like how babies breathe, you see their their bellies are moving. So they are using their diaphragm, which is our muscle for respiration. So they're, they are breathing efficiently. A lot of times what Lauren, like you and I see, like with our patients and our family and friends, when we ask people to take it in like a, a deep breath, they, 
you know, move their shoulders and their chest. So they're using a lot of their accessory muscles. So, you know, like their um, uh, scalenes, upper trap, pecs, those muscles, you, you're going to use them, but you don't want those to be like the predominant muscles used. So that is what we would call inefficient breathing. So when we efficiently breathe, we're using our diaphragm. And when we e inefficiently breathe, we're using a lot of these accessory mm -hmm. smaller muscles. Okay, so now we're gonna do a little interactive fun game here, okay? So providing that you guys are in a safe environment, not driving or anything like that, um, whether you're sitting or standing, I want you to take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth and do that a few times and just kind of see where you feel the movement is coming from. Um, do you feel like you're getting a lot of movement in your belly? Do you feel like you are moving a lot like in your shoulders and your chest? Are you inhaling through your nose or through your mouth? So just kind of, as you're doing this, just kind of take, take some mental notes of what parts you feel like are moving, okay? All right, so now that you have a feel of how you're breathing, we, I'm gonna have Lauren go over, um, you know, what are some ways that we are breathing incorrectly and how we could improve that. Sure. So the first thing is, are you breathing through your nose or are you breathing through your mouth? And so your nose is actually the proper way to breathe. Our nose, we use our nostrils to filter the air. It warms and humidifies the air for us. Um, but if you try taking a deep breath through your nose and then try taking one through your mouth, you'll find that you're able to take a much deeper breath and expand your lungs more when you breathe through your nose. Okay. So then we also have the belly breathers and like Vanessa was talking, the chest breathers. So we've got, you know, do your shoulders rise or does your belly expand? And the proper way is actually your belly expanding. We call that diaphragmatic breathing. So when you're using your diaphragm, it's a muscle that actually sits below the lungs and above the abdominal cavity. So that muscle, the diaphragm, it moves up and down as it, it helps the lungs contract and expand. So proper breathing will start in the nose, move to the stomach as the diaphragm contracts and pulls down, the belly will expand and fill the lungs with air. So it pulls down on the lungs and then it creates this like negative pressure in the chest and then results in airflow to the lungs. So much more efficient that way. And then we're not elevating our shoulders and using all of these secondary accessory muscles. While we can use them at times when we're having trouble breathing, they're definitely not our primary uh, muscle of respiration. So um, Vanessa's going to go on here and elaborate a little bit more about it to give you some better cues. Yeah. Lauren, you did a great job explaining what, what's happening whenever we inhale. Um, I'm just going to take it just a little step further. So, um, you know, our rib cage, our rib cage encloses, um, kind of covers our, our diaphragm. So like you said, when we inhale, we, you know, we're, we're taking the, the air in the diaphragm contracts and lowers. And like you said, the belly pushes out, but also our rib cage should be expanding a little bit too because since our diaphragm contracts, the ribs, the ribs are going to um, kind of just like move just a, just a little bit. So if you think about, um, I like to, I call this like 360 breathing because as we inhale, not only is our belly going to expand, but our ribs are gonna expand and even just a little bit in the back too. 
So I like to think of like when I'm explaining this to my patients, I like to think of like our trunk as a barrel. So we want to, um, as we inhale, we want to fill that barrel up with air. Okay. So as you, as you're filling that up, it's not just going to go in one direction. It's going to fill up in that 360. Um, so I like to, you know, I like to use that, um, to help educate my patients on, you know, you know, what, what should be moving when we're breathing. Um, and I'm a visual learner. So Lauren has a short clip we're going to share. So I know a lot of you guys probably listen to this on Spotify, but if you go to, um, I YouTube page, it shows, um, movement on, um, inefficient and efficient movement when we're breathing. Okay. So you'll see on the left-hand side, as we are inhaling, the diaphragm's lowering, the diaphragm's lowering, and then the, the ribs are kind of moving out to the side. Okay, so this is that's the efficient way of breathing. And on the right-hand side, you see the movement just kind of going up and down. Okay, so that's when someone is using more of their accessory muscles, and that is an inefficient way of breathing. Okay, so again, the left side is what we want. We got that movement. You can see the ribs moving, which is beautiful. Um, so that is the efficient way of breathing. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Lauren, for showing All that. Right. Thank you. Okay. Okay, so knowing what we know now, um, just about like, you know, kind of properly using that diaphragm, we're going to reassess our breathing again. And this time, what I want you guys to do, I'm gonna stand up here. I want you guys to put your hands kind of like right around your rib cage, okay? And as, as you inhale, I want you to think about trying to push your hands out against, um, or push your, yeah, push your hands out. So as you inhale, and then exhale. So you can really see my hands moving, not just forward, but kind of out to the side. So you're gonna inhale, try to push your hands away. And then exhale. Okay, so this is that efficient way of breathing. My ribs are expanding out to the side as well as my belly pushing forward, mm -hmm. okay? Um, it's, you know, at the end of the day, a diaphragm is a muscle. So if you feel like you're having a hard time doing this, that's okay. It's going to take, you know, time um, to, to retrain your brain how to use that diaphragm properly. Um, because just like any other muscle that we want to strengthen, we have to do lots of repetitions and it takes time and consistency. So um, this is something, you know, I go over with, with all of my patients, um, and it's a it's a it's a really good technique to learn because the more you become, more you do it, it's just going to become like your natural way of breathing. Mm -hmm. um, so again, don't get frustrated if you feel like you can't get it. Um, you know, using your hands for that for that cue is great. You can also um, you put like a belt or like a theraband around your rib cage. Not too too tight, but again, that it's just going to give you that um, that cue to kind of breathe into into the band of the belt. Mm -hmm. I have it's called a Core Three Sixty belt. Um, it was actually designed and made by a physical therapist. Um, her name is Erin McGuire, Dr. Erin McGuire. I believe she's out in LA. Um, it's a belt. It's got Velcro on it, and it's got these four little um, 
like you know, like hard knobs. And what you do is you put that around your rib cage, tighten it there. And those little you can move the knobs around. So that way, as you inhale, you're kind of you're breathing into those little knobs. So again, just kind of gives you that like that tactile cue to make sure you're breathing 360. Is you know, I'll put this on while I'm like doing dishes or doing stuff around the house, like around the house. That way I'm just kind of constantly reminding myself to make sure I'm I'm breathing correctly. So that's something too that you could um you could purchase. So yeah. And like Dr. Cam said, if you don't have a belt like that, like using your tactile cues of either your hands or just a belt, like put it a little looser and then try to breathe into it. So you can feel the tension being taken up or one of those elastic mm -hmm. therabands. If you've been to therapy before and you can purchase those for pretty cheap online as well. Um, but all of those are great yeah. tactile cues and I'm a visual learner too. So even as you were explaining how to push into your hands, I was looking at myself and could tell that my shoulders were also going up. So just using a mirror mm -hmm. in addition to this until you can make it become muscle memory and more of a habit where you don't have to think about it. Yeah. And another thing too, I forgot to mention is, you know, our position, our posture is really important. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, when, in order for our, um, our diaphragm to be, you know, working optimally, we want our posture to be nice and upright. So really like our head, our chest and ribs and pelvis should all be kind of like stacked. So I, I personally like to do this when I'm sitting or standing. And that's how I instruct a lot of my patients to do it too. Only because like if, if we instruct them to do it laying down, you know, we spend most of our day sitting and standing. So right. this, it's just easier for them to learn it in this position. Um, so just whenever you are doing it, just make sure you're standing up nice, you know, sitting up nice and tall. You know, you don't want to be like slouch because right. then again, you know, your rib cage isn't going to be able to expand and your diaphragm is not going to be able to work efficiently. So just make sure you're sitting up nice and tall and, you know, head, chest, ribs and pelvis are all kind of stacked on top of each other. All right. So we're going to take a short 30 second break brought to our sponsors of PT. So during this break, feel free to um, evaluate your breathing a little bit further for 30 seconds. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about the whys. Why should we use our diaphragm? What are the benefits and how it could help your whole body? We'll be right back. PT is proud to be the sponsor for the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. PT is a mobile physical therapy company based out of St. Louis, Missouri and expanding throughout the United States. We bring a unique one-on-one -on -one physical therapy experience to the privacy, safety, and convenience of our patient's home, office setting, or the location of their choice. For more information about iMoodPT, please go to www.imoodphysicaltherapy.com or feel free to email us at info at imoodphysicaltherapy.com. Have a great day. All right. Welcome back. Thank you for sticking with us. And again, thank you to our sponsor, iMoodPT. So as promised, we're going to get into the benefits and I'm going to let Vanessa explain this a little bit further. Yeah. So you know, now we have a little bit more understanding of um, what is diaphragmatic breathing. Now let's go over what are the benefits of diaphragmatic breathing. So you know, the first and foremost is you know when when we're breathing efficiently, we're getting 
we're increasing the oxygen into our bloodstream, which is obviously super, super important. Um, when we are using our diaphragm to breathe, we are, we're, we're able to use our lungs more efficiently. So obviously that's super important for everyone, but that also is really, really important for those that have lung disease, you know, whether that's emphysema or COPD or, you know, cystic fibrosis, things like that. So that um, this is going to be super, super important for everyone, but especially those with um, lung disease. Um, another great benefit of diaphragmatic breathing is um, it helps to it helps to increase our parasympathetic nervous system. Okay, so um, we have a parasympathetic nervous system and a nervous uh, sympathetic nervous system. Excuse me. Parasympathetic nervous system is our rest and digest. Sympathetic nervous system is our fight or flight. So this day and age, everyone's stressed out. We got so much going on. Our uh, sympathetic nervous system is always on and we're, everyone's just super stressed out. Mm -hmm. So by utilizing diaphragmatic breathing, it helps to increase and improve our parasympathetic nervous system. So we actually get to relax. Um, and as a byproduct of that, and um, as a byproduct of um, improving our parasympathetic nervous system, that reduces our heart rate, it reduces our blood pressure, um, reduces stress. Um, so there's many benefits for that. Um, another really important benefit of diaphragmatic breathing is it helps to decrease pain. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, when we're inhaling how our, our ribs are moving, when we breathe with our diaphragm, we're getting just natural movement in our in our joints, which this is most in, you know, Lauren, most of our patients are really, really yeah. stiff and don't have good movement in their joints. So when we're breathing properly, you know, we're getting that natural mobility mm -hmm. movement within our joints. So again, it's a really good carryover for the things that, you know, like the manual therapy that we do in physical therapy, this is a really good carryover that our patients can do to help increase um, and just kind of keep that, that, that manual therapy, that mobility, um, keep it present. Um, and then the last one I want to talk about is um, diaphragmatic breathing helps to improve our overall core stability. Okay. So our diaphragm primarily is a, it's our, our breathing muscle, but it's pulse, It's also part of our core. So, you know, when we think of our core, our trunk, that's the foundation of our body. So when we're, when we're utilizing our diaphragm correctly, we're using all the other muscles correctly and efficiently. So in turn, it helps to improve our overall core stability, which again is going to be super, super important for our bodies to, to move efficiently and um, optimally, safely. So those are the benefits of diaphragmatic breathing. And, you know, we could, I'm sure we could find tons and tons of more benefits of diaphragmatic breathing, but those are the ones that we really, um, that we really love. So now that we know, you know more benefits, now we're going to talk about like ways to start implementing uh, diaphragmatic breathing and apply it to your everyday life. So what I would encourage you all to do is to, you know, maybe spend three to five minutes a day and just, you know, kind of relax, 
and focus on your breathing, okay? Because like I said, there's there's tons of benefits to diaphragmatic breathing. And the more you do it, the more natural it's gonna feel. Um, and like I like mentioned earlier, the diaphragm's a muscle, so it's gonna take time to retrain. So I would encourage you all to spend, you know, five minutes a day, first thing in the morning or before bed, and just really focus on your breathing. Um, because the more you, the more you do it, you're going to be able to incorporate this type of breathing with like during exercise and things like that. So, um, you know, once you, once you start to get more natural at that, then you can, you know, really focus on, you know, utilizing, um, these breathing techniques, like during your workouts, um, you know, inhaling through your nose and then exhaling through the mouth. Um, and I know one thing that we, we talk about too, is like, as you, you know, inhale through your in, inhale through your nose, and then during exercise on the exhale, that's when you would like exert a lot of like force mm-hmm. or power. Um, so again, that's that's another way that you could um, incorporate breathing into your everyday life. So my biggest question is, if we always did it correctly as babies, where the heck did we get on the wrong track that we have to eighty percent of us do it wrong, and um, like, why do we develop these bad habits? So we have a little list here mm-hmm. for you all. And I know that after evaluating myself, I catch myself doing a lot of these bad habits and I do fall in the 80% category as well. So I need to do this <clears throat> just as much as many of our listeners, but stress is a number one. Stress can lead us to shallow breaths, <clears throat> leads like Um, Vanessa said, can lead to an increase in heart rate and high blood pressure and muscle tension, just a a release of stress hormones. So stress is, is not good. So we can use these breathing exercises to help decrease our stress, um, poor posture. I mean, think about it. We spend lots of our beginning years, 22 years in school for most of us sitting in a desk with a typical slouched forward head posture. Um, and then we may go home and sit down even more on the couch or um, unwind and watch TV, sitting at the dinner table or even sitting in our cars. So we're not you know, sitting with that nice erect upright posture, um, leading to more of a flex posture where we're not getting that full trunk or full um, erect trunk and lung expansion. Um, so just remembering, like Vanessa said, the chest, the pelvis, the ribs, the head to all be stacked and importantly stacked on and aligned on each other to have that full expansion. Um, but vanity reasons as well. So, I mean, who doesn't want to suck in their stomach or I'm (laughs) definitely at fault of that. But when we talk about being a belly breather and using your diaphragm, you are expanding at the belly versus the chest. So we could just subconsciously get used to doing it that way. Um, obesity, the more adipose tissue you have pushing up on the chest and the diaphragm will also contribute to shallower breaths. And then lastly, air pollution. When the, when the air quality is low, we're going to take more shallow breaths as well. So just a few, uh, excuses that I like to throw out there for myself too. Um, but just being aware of how to properly breathe and how to fix it is, is step number one. So we have a couple final thoughts here today for, um, breathing. Vanessa already went into the exercise for us, but sleeping, I know my husband and some friends of mine that I know have been getting into this and and Vanessa, I don't know if you know much about it or if you've tried it, but 
I'm curious if any of our listeners have tried this is, um, like mouth taping when you're sleeping to force yourself to breathe through your nose, because I often wake up and find myself like my mouth wide open and I don't know if I'm breathing through my nose or my mouth. And so, yeah. Have you tried it? Not, not yet, but I want to, because I am a mouth breather. So I yeah. it, it, it sounds scary, but I know like we've talked about like, it's not like you're putting a big piece of duct tape over it. It's like a little tape <laughs> you just put over your mouth. So, um, uh, I want to try it. You can actually use some, I saw, um, you can just like cut a little piece of kinesio tape. Oh yeah. So, yeah. you know, I know you have some, so yeah, I'll try that tonight. Yeah, I know. We were talking about doing, I think it's going to be on our experiment here soon, but, um, I was kind of looking at some research about it and it says that tape taping the mouth shut while sleeping has changed the angle of the palate and the tongue and led to significantly less snoring and fewer instances of lapsed breathing with people with obstructive sleep apnea. But there's no studies yet to show on how mouth taping affects snoring in people that do not have sleep apnea. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it is a little scary when you think about it. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, what if I don't wake up? My mouth is taped shut. I just like can't breathe. I don't think it's that restricted. Um, but they also have these like nasal strips you can put over your nose to help kind of expand your nasal passage as well. Um, but I don't know, it's definitely something that I want to try and, um, there's lots of benefits out there to it. So, so maybe that'll be another sure. podcast. If some of you listeners, start trying this and you guys can email us at info at imovephysicaltherapy.com and let us know about your experiences and the pros and cons. And if you would, um, kind of suggest it to other listeners, but we will have to try it out here soon as well. So Vanessa, are there any takeaway pearls you have for our audience today? Yeah, I think, um, I think my biggest takeaway or like what I would encourage all of you to do is three to five minutes a day, really focus on practicing diaphragmatic breathing. You know, we already covered the, the numerous benefits. Um, so that would, that would be my biggest takeaway is just, just start doing it a few minutes every single day, because the more you do it, the more, you know, it's going it's to become like routine and natural. Um, that way you can really, you know, incorporate it, um, every day, you know, in, into your everyday functions of, you know, of life. So, um, if you guys have any questions about, you know, how we can help you more, you can always feel free to, to, to reach out to us. Um, we'd love to help you with that, but yeah, three to five minutes a day, just do it every day and you'll get stronger and better at it. Yeah. And I know that there's like this setting on, on, if you have the Apple watch and my watch is always telling me to breathe. So that's a good reminder too. You could turn on that setting. If you have an Apple watch or something to remind you, or even just set a timer at home or on your phone and just do these, um, breathing exercises we talked about in this episode. And then next thing, you know, it becomes second nature and you won't have to do it as often, or hopefully at one point, not at all. So we hope you've learned a little bit about how to properly breathe today and you can start practicing. We hope you share this with a family member or a friend who could also benefit because as we know, 80% of us are doing this wrong. So there's a good chance your friend or family member is also doing this wrong. Um, but we really appreciate you being with us now every other week and listening to our podcast and sharing 
And as always, if you have any suggestions for future topics, like we did this one, um, someone had requested, please send them to us at info at imovephysicaltherapy.com. We are always looking for new topics to help because after all, the purpose of our podcast is to share our knowledge with all listeners and get to people all over the United States. So um, we are staying strong and we're with you guys every other week. So um, thank you again, Dr. Camp, for being with us today and sharing your knowledge. We really appreciate it. And of course, and we'll see you all in two weeks. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Habits for Active Aging podcast. If you have any questions for Dr. Gorman or Dr. Bennett, please send an email to info at imovephysicaltherapy.com. To learn more about healthy aging, visit our website at imovephysicaltherapy.com. Like what you hear? Be sure to rate and subscribe. See you next week.